So, John, what's the drunkest you've ever been and what happened? Well, appropriately enough, Harry, it actually happened around Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was the first year after I moved away from university Mm -hmm. uh, and I went back home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. That was one does. And I went back on a night out. I think it was on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I went out on a night out with my old school friends. Obviously, we hadn't seen each other in like two whole months. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Most of these people have now not seen it upwards of a decade, but at the time it felt yeah, big. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. So we all went Christmas out. Eve, the drunkest you've ever been. Christmas Eve was always the night out. Like it was always a big night out when you were a teenager. Was yeah. it never, never for you? No. Okay. Well, it always was. Christmas Eve was like the big night out because everyone had to do Christmas Day with the families. So we went to <laughs> um, yeah, we went to like a bar and it was like four people deep. You know, it was yeah, yeah. You know, there's pre-coronavirus times when you could mm-hmm. just happily be crammed in like a sardine with like 200 other people without a care mm-hmm. in the world. Um, but because it was incredibly busy, uh, everyone, whenever we got to the bar, we'd buy like three rounds of beer at once. Mm, just yeah. so you wouldn't have to queue up again, you know, as you do again. But yeah. so there, was, there was always beer to hand. Yeah, and much sensible 18-year-old. Yeah, well, you know, in that sense, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, there were lots of people buying rounds in and there was lots of beer being passed back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, the night went on and uh, yeah. And then I woke up on the couch at 6 a.m. on Christmas Day and my dad is furiously shaking me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's purple with rage. He's like, John, get up, get up, get up right now and clean this sick off the sofa before your mum gets up. So I had to, uh, <laughs> feeling like absolute deaf, I had to scrape like dried sick off the sofa. I clearly just walked in and just gone like, bleh, on the sofa. And then just fallen asleep. And fallen asleep adjacent to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had to scrape it all up and, you know, clean it. And then I had to sit there on Christmas morning and try and act all happy and, you know, mm-hmm be grateful for presents and yeah. just all i wanted to do was curl up in a ball and die wow yeah yeah see that's why i don't go out drinking on christmas eve because no. that's what might happen sure. not that that's ever happened to me but just no. like the, the fear has always been there like oh god imagine being hung over on christmas i don't know i feel like it's part of the whole experience of christmas I, actually i did um i did once have a very bad christmas experience with alcohol uh, I think a few days before Christmas, I was already uh, down at my parents' house for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, a day or two before, uh, my dad g- uh, gives me some beer, mm-hmm. and um, it turns out that beer was just a little teensy bit out of date. Oh no! Uh, was it like a homebrew? No, no, it, it was just it, something he'd pulled. Like, oh god, crap! I've not bought a gift for Harry. Just pour some old beers out of the back of his fridge. Or something. Yeah, I, I mean, it was literally like a, a few months out of date, so okay. like it doesn't sound like a lot for something that's in a sealed tin sure yeah but uh yeah i drank that and i got very ill mm-hmm. i don't really get ill but what i mean other than hangovers oh okay yeah oh i thought you was this was what was a hangover okay fine i was gonna say you can't now tell me that you don't really get hangovers <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it, it was just one of those horrible illnesses that just wipes you out for a few days um i slept through christmas as in, I went to sleep on Christmas Eve and I woke up and it was Boxing Day. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so this was like food poisoning then? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, like you just got too drunk on it. But no, no, not at all. No, I, I, I maybe had three beers or something. That's not okay. enough to like make you sleep through Christmas. No, no, you'd hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very ill. I was, it, I, I won't go into a lot of detail, but both ends. Yeah. So food poisoning. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, and it was definitely the beers. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure I was the only person who had any kind of illness. Okay. I was the only person who drank the out-of-date beer. Oh, well. So, yeah. Well, well done, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I never let him forget it. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on with the show. Some films are fine, just the way they are. Other films sometimes take it way too far. But really, 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Bar humbug. Happy December or whatever applies to whatever belief you have. <laughs> Sorry. The, the options are Merry Christmas or bar humbug. <laughs> and, and happy December. And happy de- or happy December. Okay. <laughs> Just so. in case people don't care about Christmas either way. Screw you, Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> Up yours, Kwanzaa. <laughs> well, anyway, I think we can all agree December is going to bring a much needed end to 2020 yes true i mean it's picking up towards the end to and, be it's, honest. and it's and it's going to bring on 2021 a year where nothing's going to go wrong we hope i mean we, we like yeah biden's going to be president and we're going to get a vaccine those two things are definitely happening well, we, we we yeah they're Let, all they're, they're both 100 it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good year okay okay i hope you're right yeah but you know what is going to happen next year? Mm-hmm. We're still going to be here. We're still going to podcast. So it. welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Black Christmas mm-hmm. for the start of our December Christmas season. Yay. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the ideas that they have posted on our social media pages. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most sobriety. Oh, yes, well, because I'm not drinking a beer right now. Yeah, I'll give it a week. <laughs> and joining me as always, the host who's most likely to get murdered in his sleep. Ho, ho, ho. It's John Lucas. Is that some kind of a threat? It's whatever you want to make of it. Okay. But yeah. So Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yes. This was... This was a you pick. This I guess, yeah. <laughs> you picked it. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't really know what I was picking, to be honest. No? I didn't even know what version of this I was picking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I stood up for us to do the original. Because I think you yeah. were initially wanting to do one of the remakes. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want to watch the original. And I am very pleased that I fought that. I'm really one. pleased. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, I'm going to make a strong statement. I think this is the best film you've ever chosen on this podcast. I think that you'd already disagree with that. You're forgetting some of the amazing choices I've made, like Waterworld. Mm. You really enjoyed that. True. Okay, this is the, but but I liked but Waterworld was shit. So it was just a lot of fun to talk about. This you've introduced me to for the first time I, I think, think in four years a film that I I think might be a a future all time favorite of mine that I'd never seen before. I, I I think that it's accidentally a very you film. Oh yes, I'm very, amazed that you picked yeah. this and not me. Yeah. <laughs> This never happens, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Really, you think this is the film that you've enjoyed the most? Well, more that it's just the most me. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's more common for me to pick a film that you've not seen than for you to pick a film that I've not seen. Mm-hmm. Or at least it'd be a film that you would know nothing about or I would, and I'd have a vague idea about. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd, to be fair, I had heard of this film. You've enjoyed films like Dom Hemingway. Yes, I know you've yeah, had you. I'm not saying it's been a four year run of shit and then this, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not not saying that either. But no, you picked some good ones, but I just think this is the first time that I can remember where you've picked something that I've not seen before where I'm like, wow, this really is pushing all of my buttons. Yeah. You know, there's all my movie going buttons are being pushed in this film. Yeah. So I loved this. Yeah. And I'm really pleased that we did it and I, I really thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, well, I challenge you to do the same next week. I already know what I've chosen next week, and uh, yeah, <laughs> challenge denied. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Right, great. Well, I can't wait. Um, okay, so Black Christmas. This is a 1974 mm. um, horror movie. Horror? Yes. Um, Definitely a horror movie, yes. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> one one of the fir- that. considered one of the first slasher movies because mm. it predates Halloween, which is oh, right, which most, most people consider to be the first like major yeah. horror movie. But this actually inspired halloween yeah you can tell yeah not that i've seen halloween but i know it you've not seen halloween well I guess we're watching that tonight then aren't we great perfect good <laughs> the original yeah <laughs> yeah of excellent yes good no it's 
genuinely true. Halloween. It amazes me that you're still surprised that I've not seen a movie. I even what? warned you about this today when we were talking about what we're going to watch tonight. I said, sure. name something. I've not seen it. Sure, but I mean, we've been doing this. <laughs> have you not seen any kind of Halloween movie? Nope. You've never seen I've any of the Halloween movies? Never. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well. The closest I've seen is I watched Scream the, um, this week. Sure. Well, last so week or something. You're bouncing around then. You've watched everything. You've watched the film that inspired Halloween and the film that Halloween, you know, inspired. Yeah. But you just need to get to Halloween itself. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, this will be less interesting to you than having not seen Scream, but Halloween. basic Halloween, so having not seen Halloween, but basically Halloween was envisioned as a sequel to Black Christmas. All oh, right. And then it just became its own thing because mm. they, when the film came out and it was fairly successful mm -hmm. and they were talking up making a sequel as they often do for horror movies mm. and they asked and i think john carpenter who ended up writing and directing halloween approached the writer and director of black christmas and yeah. said so if there was to be a sequel to this film what's your idea and he said well the killer comes back but instead of being christmas it's halloween mm. and then they just did that but they just didn't make a connection between the two films and that's, yeah. that's actually the idea that i've come up with as well but oh yeah. well okay well, that's <laughs> so your idea is halloween i wonder <laughs> god see this is why you need to watch more films <laughs> but we'll get hey, to that i watch multiple films a week all right sure. i'm do i'm doing the best i can do you are you are okay uh but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it yeah but uh yeah so very influential very good film and yes an early example of the horror slasher genre mm. Mm. well yeah well is, is this our first slasher I don't, yeah, I, I mean, think there's not it, many that we can do. Yeah, they are so often given to be franchises. Any that mm. do particularly well, I can't. We must have done. Maybe we've done like comedy slashes if they even count. I don't know. Mm. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Possibly. It's a genre I'm quite fond of, but yeah, they're all franchises, so yeah, it's difficult to work them into this particular podcast. Yeah, yeah. But we made a little, little exception here. We decided to waive our no remakes rule. <laughs> And I'm glad well, we did. But we're running low on Christmas movies. We are, yeah. It, it's it's always going to be a challenge. So yeah, yeah. We've we we run th run through the Love Actuallys, the Holidays, mm -hmm. the yeah. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. You know some of the classics. True. Like I have some ideas for this year. Don't you worry. But good, uh, good. Yeah. I'm uh, waiting for it. Right. So plot summary. Please do help. Sure. But, um, yeah, so we start off we're in a sorority house. Yes, it's an American sorority house, or possibly a Canadian sorority house. It's unclear where they are. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the film was shot in Canada. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but I think, well, the actors come from all over the world. We'll discuss mm. accents. <laughs> um, but yes. I'd say the underlying accent is Canadian. Sure. Okay, I'll go with that. I, 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 I kept noticing people saying oot and stuff. Ah, okay, fine. Yeah. I'd imagine a lot of the supporting players were probably Canadian. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if... Well, clearly Olivia Hussey is not Canadian. No. The main actress. She wasn't trying to be. No, she was not. Uh, I don't think the other two main girls... I think Margot Kidd is American. Maybe she's Canadian? I don't know. don't know. I don't know. But yes, it's... it's I guess we'll, that we'll never know. There's we, no way of finding there's out. There's no possible way we could Google this. But anyway, point being, yes, this film is set in North America <laughs> in a sorority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the opening shot is a first-person perspective view of a creepy, snickering, sinister figure mm -hmm. climbing into the attic or up the wall. Well, first of all, he like goes to the front door mm. and then he just kind of like gives up on that. <laughs> like, yeah, like that idea that he just thinks, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm going to be subtle. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just going to knock on the door and start killing people. I'll scale the wall. Yeah. 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 But he considers it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He scales the wall and climbs into the attic. Um, did he know that the attic was uninhabited? I mean, this movie does not tell us a lot about the killer's 
identity, motivations. Nope. No, like not at all. Gender, species, we know nothing. <laughs> Quantity. Quantity. We don't know anything yeah. about the killer, really. Yeah. We see one eyeball and maybe a hand, I think, in the entire movie. Right? Yeah. Which, by the way, is great. Yeah. I oh, it's, love... it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I love not knowing who the villain is mm. or even seeing a villain at all. Mm. Like, because there are a few characters in this who we see and we don't, and, and they're not ruled out as being the killer. Sure. But they're all extremely minor characters. Yeah. Everybody who's a major character is pretty much ruled out as being the killer. So the killer is just nobody interesting. Yeah. No, that, and that Which, makes it so much scarier. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it really does. And I was really wondering if, um, so the main character's boyfriend, mm. um, I think it's Peter. Peter. Yeah. I was really wondering if it was him because obviously that's where the film was. That's what the film wants you to think. Yeah, yeah. But I I was thinking like, okay, that feels really obvious that it's making me want to think that that it's him. Mm. So is it him or is it not him? I don't know how smart this film is. And I think I'm just trying to sort of double guess myself like too many times. And so now I just don't know what to think. It it, it either is him or it isn't. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I mean, he has no motivation to kill any of the other girls. I'm jumping ahead. I I think I would have found it um, a bit of a surprise if it was him because mm. it was so obvious that he was a red herring. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is the twist going to be that it is him actually? But then that's kind of not a twist because that's... It's kind of a double twist. It's yeah. Like, it makes you assume something and then you think, no, that's too obvious and then does it anyway. Yeah. But no, it, it probably would have been a bit of a letdown if it was just, oh yes, it's the one person who's most likely to have done it, did it. That's yeah. kind of a boring way to go about it. No, I love the anonymity of the killer. It's great. Mm. It's so unsettling. Mm. Yeah. 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 So he scales the walls and the girls are having this sorority party you know obviously unbeknownst to them that some guys outside and we've got our, there's a, the main character there's a bunch of people in this house this time but we have our main core mm-hmm. we have olivia hussey yeah. a distractingly english olivia hussey hello <laughs> oh my god the phone yeah that's a drinking game for me yeah the, hello the, <laughs> the first time she answered that phone i laughed so hard pardon hello <laughs> Well, who is there? <laughs> she sounds like fucking Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Hello? Pardon? Who? Bob, it's for you. Long distance. She was great, yeah. Uh, so we've got her, we've got Bob. Best character. Best, Clearly best character, Bob. Yeah. I mean, she's the reason that we chose this. Was um, she? Yeah, instead of the remake, because I was I was reading up the. Uh, oh, we saw the uh, t- a car- character's name. Yeah, yeah. the character name was often inebriated Barb, and I was yes. like, "This is the film for us." Yes, indeed, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and and you know what? I don't think "often" or "inebriated" are are the two words that I would use to describe her. Barb is correct. Yeah, but often, no, always, always inebriated. Literally Barb. always. Yeah, like actually, not a second in this film where she is not. Clutching a tumbler of whiskey yeah. or a cigarette between these two things. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And inebriated feels like an understatement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you would call her constantly pissed Barb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Permanently pissed Barb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. She is fantastic. Played by Margot Kidder, who mm-hmm. is probably best known as the original Lois Lane in mm-hmm. the Superman movies from the 80s. Yeah. Yep. 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s. Yeah. So I think she did them short after this. Uh, so they're the main two. Still, still, still a couple of years after this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a while. Yeah. But I just had a quick look through Margot Kidder's career. Mm-hmm. Didn't recognize a single thing other than S- Superman in this. No. Well, she had kind of 
kind of a sad life story. Oh, really? Yeah, she had a lot of mental health problems and she ended up killing herself. So it's a bit, yeah. a bit bleak. Okay. Um, so we'll skim over that for now. But mm-hmm. so, R.I.P. Margaret Kidder, you were great in this movie. Mm. Yeah, and then there's also Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Phil whose personality is glasses. <laughs> that's what she has. Yes. She wears glasses, and yep. that's about all she gives. Yep. Um, and then there's also uh, Claire, who's the good girl. The professional virgin, the first one who dies. Ah, yes. Yeah, the professional virgin, as yeah. Barb calls her. Uh, and she's wearing a... She's the only one who looks like she was the age yes. that she was supposed to be. Yeah, the other, the others are all like a cool 35. Yeah. And she's like... Yeah. yeah, she actually looks like she's 17. And, but she does have a fantastic like plaid skirt that mm. looks very clueless that I really enjoyed. So mm-hmm. yeah. she looked great, but unfortunately she was not long for this world. No. Um, so they're having this sorority party for Christmas, I guess. Yeah. Uh, among Well, is various... it like a sort of a goodbye before the holidays party? Yeah, maybe? I guess. Well, here's the thing. Christmas in this movie doesn't it's, really play a huge it, role. It's not Christmas, really. Is like, it? it's, it's there, like, but it's, it's, it's not there. Well, there's carol singers. There's the carol singers scene, yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's always talk, there's the talk about how they're all going to go home for Christmas, and that's why Claire's yeah. dad rocks up. And So I guess it, but it, yeah, it's kind of there, and it's not there. I kind of wanted, like, a, a Christmas Day slasher movie. Mm. It wasn't Christmas Day. This wasn't Day, that, no. And it wasn't near to Christmas Day, and... There weren't really many Christmas decorations. No, and there weren't a lot of Christmas references. There was the there was an occasional fairy light. Yeah, I mean it was the seventies. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what they had, but Jesus' body was still warm in the seventies. Indeed, was quite new. Yeah, it was a new concept. (laughs) They were still wrapping their heads around it. (laughs) But do you know what the original title of this movie was? No, The, the working title before they decided on Black Christmas was Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is just Chef's Kiss, just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've heard that before. It well. might have been reused, or maybe it's I don't know. Yeah. But yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, so yes, they're all having uh, this. That, that works better than this. I like it better too, but these went with Black Christmas. Mm. I, I don't know what to tell you. Marketing for you. Uh, yes, so they're having a party with sundry other extras and supporting characters. I love how everyone looked so seventies. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the filter on the on on the camera made everything look a bit 70s as well well sure that too yeah, it'll be nice and fuzzy there's something about that just like when everybody looks just that little bit fuzzy and their voices are all a bit of crackly from old microphones mm-hmm. and they all talk like hello then they, they all just look really old even they though do, yeah they don't actually look old they just yeah no yes the style you know I mean? makes them no it's true everyone always looks older in old movies that's yeah. very much the case maybe they were all like 15 i don't know yeah i don't think margot margot robbie i don't think margot kidder was 15 no maybe olivia hussey was i don't know but uh yeah but yeah i just love all of the well the outfits were fantastic we'll talk about outfits obviously well that's a whole mm. drinking game section in itself yeah but just the the amount of like questionable facial hair on the male <laughs> characters it's just yeah and they all look, yeah, they all just look like people, like, yeah. which is great. They don't, they don't look like they're all like movie stars. It's just like, here's a bunch of oddities who are just at parties together. So yeah, it's great. Much. Yeah. So they're having this party and then the phone rings for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the first time it's not the killer. It's Margot Kidder's mother. Right. Okay. Only notable because she answers the phone and they have a whole conversation and she calls her mother a gold plated whore. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great line <laughs> oh, i don't remember that no i think he's i think, I think it's just because like it's it's right at the start of the film and it, you're still working your way in yeah. yeah 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 and like it's not really referenced again either no i think what it's trying to set up 
which it doesn't really explore particularly, but is that because obviously Margaret Kidder's character is a big old lush. Mm. Uh, I think the idea is that she's come from like a difficult family and her mom's like basically cancelled Christmas because she wants to go and mm-hmm. I think her mom wants to spend Christmas with whoever she's shacked up with at that moment. Yeah. And so Margaret Kidder's like, oh, you're a gold place at home, mom. And mm-hmm. it's like, and then I think it's just setting up that she's the troubled one, yeah. basically. But uh, yeah, we get that phone call. But then they get the second phone call, which mm-hmm. is from the heavy breather. Yeah. Who's been bothering them for weeks, it seems. I tell you, with these phone calls, they get more and more intense as the phone goes on. I Yeah, I really like it. Like, this. It, like, it, it starts off where it's just a guy who's heavy breathing. He's sort of mumbling a little bit. Like he might. I mean, he does say he wants to like stick his finger in their pink cunt or whatever he says. Like It's pretty foul. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets to that. Yeah, but, but that's on the first call. Yeah, sure. But then like by the end of it, it's, it, it sounds like children being murdered. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. No, it does. Like, no, it's 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 really interesting. The, the amount of different, it's lots of different voices and sounds and mm. screaming and animal noises. It's yeah, yeah. It's not just your standard issue heavy breathing. It's really bizarre, and also it's, um, it's again, it's it's delivered through just a weird audio quality as well. Mm, yeah, which not just like of a film of the seventies, but like also a phone, a phone recording in a film in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it is really off putting. Mm, yeah, which and is, also works. Yeah. It's never explained. No, like you never, you never see what those, what's making those noises, because mm-hmm. you never see the person who's making them and all the other things that are happening on those phone calls. No, I mean the soundproofing in this, in this house must be insane. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because spoiler alert, the calls are coming from inside the house. Yeah, drink. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's insane. Somewhere in this attic, he's making these incre- incredible noises. Yeah. But yeah, I love this scene of them all, all four of the, the main girls, they're all huddled around the phone. This is obviously the 70s, so it's an old landline mm-hmm. and Mo- Olivia Hussey's holding up the receiver and then they can all hear this guy saying all this like, really? I was really like surprised that a film that came out in the 70s had the C word in it. Like, yeah. They really went there. So it's all this is coming through and Did the this girls... this film feel a bit progressive to you this in film, some ways? Yeah. Because it's got, it's got that major conversation about abortion this film make. feels feminist as fuck yeah. yeah like there are no interesting male characters and the women yeah. de- it definitely passes the Bechtel test like mm. the women talk about things other than men and yeah Olivia Hussey I mean I'm not sure what it's saying about abortion at the end of the film or you know about you know, given that you know she comes to presumably comes to a, a bad end like mm. I don't know but yeah on the whole I think it's very interesting the way it's uh, you know I think it was quite obvious what it was saying about abortion it, like it it didn't. It, it it didn't change its opinion by the end. Like it no, was... but I mean, like she does get punished. Maybe not for the abortion, but she gets punished in that she probably dies. I mean, the ending is ambiguous. It's but... very ambiguous. Yeah, like any, anything could happen after this. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I do. Th- I agree with you. I do think it's a very notably. I mean, feminists might be too strong, but it's definitely like. No, I don't the, think so. The women, yeah, the women are good, strong characters. They're all. They've all got different, interesting backstories to varying mm-hmm. degrees. Another thing I noticed, mm. which is, uh, they never get their tits out. And that no, sounds that sounds like a flippant thing to say, but in like a lot of these films, especially in the seventies, they they had this very exploitative thing where you would see the basically the, the main female characters would at some point get topless, and mm. there's none of that. They're all dressed like fully dressed in the whole film. There's none of that like titillation part of it. No, there's not. Even the murders are pretty much off screen. It doesn't like fetishize the way the girls are being killed. They're mm. not like being like choked or. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she has. Claire has the plastic bag over her head and stuff, but like it all it's happens. Quick, off, though. Yeah, it all yeah. happens off screen. It, it's not like giving you any kind of opportunity to kind of you know get off on it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I think this film has a really interesting for a film of its time. Certainly, it's got a very interesting perspective. So I appreciated that. Was it made by many women? Uh, the writer and director was a guy, but I don't know if any women were involved, particularly mm. in the process. But 
I don't know how this yeah. turned out the way it did, but I, it's just a weird little odyssey, but I love it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this uh, this initial phone call when they're all, all the girls are around the receiver and they're all... I mean, they, they, they seem somewhat scandalized, but also a little bit like, oh, it's this guy again. Like, they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's an exciting, I guess they're like teenage girls. Or something. Yeah. But I love that how Barb is just like, Barb's on board. She's so, so into it. She's so enjoying this moment. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> she's just like, like, cause when he's saying all the like really like sexual stuff, Barb's just kind of making this face like, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's doing a good job this week. This is, this is some good material. Like, I feel like she's, she's getting off on it. She's, well, she's certainly finding it entertaining. Yeah. And then she kind of yeah. gives as good as she gets and she picks up the receiver and, comes back at him i mean she also does say you can't rape a townie which yeah. is like whoa barb whoa <laughs> yeah come down there that was it because because the, the good girl claire says you know you shouldn't encourage you shouldn't encourage encourage him, this yeah. guy because don't you hear that girl from town got raped last week and she's like you can't rape a townie claire it's like oh wow barb <laughs> too far yeah so that, not cool barb not yeah. cool yeah. <laughs> oh why don't you go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it that'll give you a charge i'll stick my Super tongue strikes again. Fastest tongue in the West. That was sick. I really don't think you should provoke somebody like that, Barb. Oh, listen, this guy's minor league in the city. I get two of those a day. Maybe. But you know, that town girl was raped a couple of weeks ago. Darling, you can't rape a townie. You really are too much, Barb. But yeah, she's kind of definitely giving as good as she gets. But then Claire, Claire, who is our good girl, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, she's kind of, she gets a little bit offended. She's like, oh, you're too much, Barb. You're just too much. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs to pack mm-hmm. for meeting her father the next day to go home for Christmas. Yeah. And then she gets uh, suffocated with a plastic bag. Yeah. She's our first victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, sh- she's the first and only for ages. Yeah. Like, so when we get set up with like a sorority house with, you know, like six characters or whatever, and they've all got that slightly different personality. And then one of them gets, there's murder in the house. One mm. of them gets murdered. I'm like, okay, well, it's going to get picked off one by one. Yeah. But then it goes for like a solid 45 minutes mm. where it's just like, oh God, where's, where's, where's Claire? Is she missing? There's a I mean, police, police, police report and we'll get to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. But yeah, it's 45 minutes. It's just all about this one murder that's happened. Like, okay, it's not a film that's a slasher where everybody dies. It's just about one murder. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. But I do think most... I prefer it as the slasher with the with the final girl and everything. Just cause it I mean, of... it gets to that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I think a lot of horror movies, they'll have like your first kill to set the stakes and then <laughs> they'll spend a bit of time with the rest of the characters. Like you watched Scream recently, right? I'd say that's a bit more extreme. It is, but like Drew Barrymore dies at the start, and then yeah. there's, I think there's probably a good half hour before the next person dies. Yeah, but then it's not all about Drew Barrymore. Like, like it immediately just moves. Scenes, oh, I see what you it? mean. Whereas they spend a lot of time on the fact that oh, where's Claire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, like, no. like, like for for the following forty five minutes, the film is is about the person who died. Yeah, true, true, true. Whereas Scream isn't about Drew Barrymore. No, not at all. At all. You're right. Really? Okay, sure. So she gets she gets strangled or suffocated with a plastic bag mm-hmm. again all happens kind of very quickly off screen the film handles the violence very well it doesn't like dwell on it it doesn't show you very much you just see the hand reach out and then mm. you see her face in the plastic bag yeah. and then her corpse is like stuck in an arm sh- in a rocking chair in the attic mm-hmm. yeah yeah um because for the, the rest of the film for okay, the rest now, of the whole film now let's get into this okay sure 
So the police work in this film is abysmal. It's some of the, some of the worst I've ever seen. I would say the worst. I think this is the most inept police department I've seen in any film yeah. I've ever watched. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, my favorite bit, which is jumping um, so right to the end, uh, where they work out that the call is coming from inside the house. Sure. Which, uh, again, we'll, we'll we'll get to. Mm. And then the, the the chief of police just uh, he calls back to the. He calls back to the station mm. and uh, says, like, okay, well, you know, just make sure that, like, you get her to leave the house. Don't tell her that the call has come from within the house. If you do, then, like, I'll, I'll get you or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, he learns, oh, the call's come from in-house. I know. I'll put my worst man on the case. Yeah, I think it's his only man. <laughs> the most it? incompetent police officer there's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that he's got a small pool to kind of drag from in this particular scenario. But yes. What about his partner? True. Who was just the guy laughing in the office with him all the time. That's a good point. Maybe he was even worse. You don't know. Maybe, do you? Yeah. 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 I but, don't know. But uh yeah, so Claire is missing. Yeah. As far as they as far as far as they know. Reported to the police missing. Like it's mm. an official search. Yeah. They're searching the park for her and everything. Like No, they're searching the park for the thirteen year old girl. Oh, I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. That's a that's a little subplot. No, they don't take this seriously at all. They're just like, well, she doesn't. T- the next day, she doesn't turn up to meet her father. Yeah. And so her father goes to the house, and it's like, oh, where's Claire? And then they're kind of they're, they're kind of looking for her, but the police don't seem to take it particularly seriously. They're like, oh, well, she's a teenage girl. She's, she's probably with her boyfriend. She's yeah. she's somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it turns out that a thirteen year old girl has been murdered in the park, and then they're like, well, she's still probably fine. Like mm-hmm. they don't they they make no connection between the fact that. A little girl has been murdered or a teenage girl has been mm-hmm. murdered. Another girl has disappeared. And the house that the missing girl lived in is now receiving crazy, obscene phone calls. That's when they put it together. But it takes them a long time to it, make it, it, Yeah, it, it does take them a fair a federation to get there. But even then, nobody thinks to search the house. No, they nobody bug, ever they, searches the house. They bug the phone, mm-hmm. but they don't search the house. They don't even like search her bedroom or anything. They must never walk in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I, I just don't get it. Like... Surely that's surely that's investigating work one oh one. That's yeah. detecting one oh one. You yeah. you go to the house, you look at her personal things, you just try and pick like, okay, well she she packed this, she didn't pack that. What does that mean? Yeah. Like that's what you're expecting. Is there a sign get. of a struggle in this room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, there's oh, no Oh look a dead body. It's her. Oh there I is think, no police. Is that a clue? I mean, her corpse for most of the film is in clear view from the attic window. Yeah. Like she he literally props her up in the rocking chair. Yeah. Sidebar, why is there always a rocking chair in, in creepy attics? <laughs> rocking chair, abandoned hobby horse, mm-hmm. crane hook? A, a globe often. I don't know why the crane hook was there. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> there's always like a globe, a doll's house. Yeah, there's, there's certain things that every horror movie has in the attic. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like, what's in your attic? I don't have an attic. You have an attic, right? Uh, yeah. I don't what's have, in your attic? Uh, not very much. Just some stuffing, uh, noose, some old boxes. Mm. Nothing of it. Nothing of note. What stuffing? Uh, insulation. Oh, I thought you meant like what they put in turkeys at Christmas. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, nothing, nothing spooky. No, not like a hobby horse. Other than the a noose, rocking horse. Other than the noose that I mentioned that you just the, kind of oh yes, you face right over there. Sorry, oh yes, there was a <laughs> noose. Oh, sure. Do you actually have a noose in there? No. Okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> I was making a joke, but somehow you didn't make it work. Sorry. I don't know how that one didn't work for you. But I'm okay. sorry. Sorry, that went right over my head. Oh, I need a new car. I, fo- I was too focused on the stuffing. It's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so worst police investigating in, ever. Any, in, in any film ever. Mm-hmm. 
so they literally don't find her, don't find Claire no at all even at the end of the movie no, she's never found she's still just in the attic hiding just, in just, plain sight so yeah. like just propped up in the rocking chair in the window yeah clearly visible you see exterior shots where her face is clearly visible yeah nobody cares it's it's bizarre mm -hmm. and i do wonder at the end of this movie when you know they think that they've caught the killer because they think it's peter because yeah. they think it's peter and he's dead now um do they just cut the investigation there because that's that's the impression that i was getting do you think i that, mean we'll get to the end we'll get you, to the end the end you, is insane we'll do you get think do it. you think they were still looking for claire after that we'll talk about it when we get to the end because <laughs> the, it, the, the ending needs to be unpacked okay right? yeah. okay <laughs> but just to, uh, so claire is dead but before we go too far ahead, at this point, we are introduced to my favorite character in this film. Of course. Boozy Landlady. Yes. <laughs> She's hilarious. I loved this, this character <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> so she is the house mistress or the landlady or something. She yeah. seems to run this sorority house. Yeah. She's like a middle-aged lady who just seems to be having a ball. Like, she seems to hide booze in everything. I don't understand why she hides the booze. No, I don't think the girls it's, care. It's hilarious. And Maybe I love she's it. just hiding it from Barb. Yeah. That was my only understanding of why she would go to such lengths to hide all this booze. But they're in such creative places. They are great. There's a book that's been hollowed out. Yeah. What There's if a... somebody picked up that book? Harry, that's not going to happen. They don't, they, they, they don't study in this house? No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> what do you think all my bookshelves are full of? <laughs> it ain't history. Uh, <laughs> she's got in a, in, a, in the in the toilet system. She's got a bottle of sherry yeah. there. She uses it as mouthwash. Oh, she didn't even she didn't even rinse it. No, I, I know, think I sherry would not... taste disgusting after brushing your teeth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you're that committed to being an alcoholic, just stop brushing your teeth. You know. I mean, rinse the bottle after you take it out of the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not like in the bowl of the toilet, so mm. it's not covered in shit and that. Sure. But come on, mm. have some standards, woman. But she is fantastic and i loved all the scenes between her and claire's dad who kind of comes to the house and stays for a while mm -hmm. while he's trying to figure out where his daughter's gone oh yeah yeah and clearly she's just been letting it all hang out like she yeah. has not been keeping a strict house at all she's like they're in claire's bedroom and there's that crazy poster of the old grandma who's like giving the middle finger mm -hmm. and there's all these like pornographic and you know mm -hmm. naked people and she's just like leaning against them trying to make it seem like 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 it's not like pornographic, it's not just oh. like leaning against like the nudity in the photos. She spends, like like most of the best characters in this film, she dies too soon. Mm -hmm. But she spends the first like two thirds of her screen time with just one corner of her mouth with lipstick on it because she's so drunk. <laughs> just, just drunk <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah, because she starts doing her lipstick and then the, the doorbell rings and she just never bothers to, to pick it up. That's great. <laughs> right. I love her. I love her. Yeah. I didn't send my daughter here to be drinking and picking up boys. Tough shit. You're supposed to be responsible for the morals of every girl in this goddamn house. These broads have the leaning tower of Pisa if they can get up there. I do my best. I don't know what the Bastards expect of me. Christ's sake. So the girls go down to the police station mm -hmm. to report Claire as missing. Mm -hmm. And the police just are not taking it remotely seriously whatsoever. Mm. This is when we get Barb. She, I think this is when someone actually calls her often inebriated Barb, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and I then, <laughs> And then also she gives out the house phone number to the police mm. as fellatio 57 or whatever. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, back in the day, phone numbers had like, it, it was like, you know, when you have to 
give your you know when you give your postcode over the phone or something to a bank mm. and you have to use like the phonetic alphabet yeah. it's like whiskey tango foxtrot whatever november yeah, yeah. um basically yes i know what i just said <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are yeah yeah i think they used to i think they used to use that for phone like, numbers mm-hmm. as well i don't know but yeah. obviously fellatio is not her phone number but the police officer doesn't know what the word means so he writes it down hilarity ensues mm-hmm. that's good but yeah so they're giving what does the word mean fellatio yeah you don't know what fellatio means no really it's clearly a word from the 70s oh, I, I wasn't born then it, it means um oral it's like a blowjob oh right okay yes so perform fellatio is to give a blowjob. Cool, great. Thank, thanks for miming it for me. That really helped. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so that joke went completely over your head. Yeah. Oh, bless you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Lu- Louise didn't know either. Really? Uh, oh. didn't, didn't, didn't say anything when I asked, so yeah. Okay, well, that's a, that's a sad little window into your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also we get Claire's boyfriend storms in in like a full bear pelt. Yeah. Have you notice this? He's wearing yeah, like a oh, full bear pelt. Full coats in this were fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Uh, so they try and report Claire missing, but no, everyone's far too distracted by the missing 13-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. What, so what was that about? Like... There's a missing 13-year-old girl. She turns up dead in the park. Was that just like another story that's happening? Well, again, it's ambiguous because this film doesn't give you any answers. You could maybe consider that the killer killed that girl and then went and hid in the attic, potentially. That that. was my assumption, but it could just be coincidental. Yeah, I I was just checking that I didn't miss anything. No, no, no. This film does not give you any answers to anything. Okay, cool. But yeah, either the killer killed that girl in the park and then fled to the house and hid in the attic, which Mm -hmm. which I think is probably what happened, Mm -hmm. or... It's just a coincidence. Mm, yeah. There's two killers. Yeah. Who knows? But yes. So they're all more concerned about that. So actually on that night, later that night, a bunch of the girls and most of the community help out with the manhunt for the missing 13 year old. They mm. all go to the park and do the search. And that girl is found horribly, brutally murdered. Yeah. But again, we don't see anything because this movie really does keep its violence behind a closed, mm-hmm. behind a, a drawn curtain, which mm-hmm. I think is good. But yes, so the, the, the 13 year old girl is found dead and now we clearly have a murderer it's on the loose in the town. Yeah. Back at the house, uh, Barb is just, she's just a mess. Mm-hmm. Barb is a drunk mess at this yeah. point. And she's given this fantastic monologue about the sex lives of turtles. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Like, do you know the turtles can have sex for like six weeks, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And, like, I went to watch them one time. It was very boring. Like, <laughs> it was great. It was really a great speech. Like, yeah. she was a lot of fun. Yeah. And she's doing doing this all to her dead friend's father, who's just like mm-hmm. trying to stay polite. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so good. So she gives that whole speech, and then she does a hairpin emotional turn out of nowhere that really made me laugh. Where she's just like, "Do you know that turtles have sex for three months?" Oh, I went and watched. It was so funny. You think it's my fault that Claire died, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was like the switch, the tonal switch was so funny. It really was, yeah. <laughs> she played this fantastic. Margot well. Kidder was amazing. I loved I was so sad that she basically got fridged for half the movie because she's yeah. so good. Did you know that there's a certain species of turtle? There's a certain species of turtle that can screw for three days without stopping. You don't believe me, do you? Well, I mean, how could I make something like that up? Uh, Barb, dear, 
I, 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 I... No, really, they did three days, 24 hours a day. Can you believe that, three days? I'm lucky if I get three minutes. Do you know how I know this? Because I went down to the zoo and I watched them. It was very boring. Well, actually, uh, I uh, didn't stay for the whole three days. I went over and I watched the zebras because they only take 30 seconds. <laughs> Premature ejaculation. <laughs> you think it's my fault, don't you? Yeah, so like after this scene, she gets sent to bed. Yeah, basically by by, by glasses, mm-hmm. um, who also goes to bed like shortly after. Mm-hmm. And by the time it comes for Margot Kidder's murder scene, I thought like I was like, oh, she's still in this. I th- I thought she was already dead. Yeah, no, I, it's I true. Genuine, it puts us to bed for like twenty was, minutes. Yeah. yeah, I forgot that she was still alive. <laughs> it's a shame. I know. I do wish that's my one complaint. I wish they'd given her more to do. Yeah, but yeah, she goes to bed because she's drunk. Yeah, and then the 13-year-old girl is found dead. Oh, and also Mrs. Mack, our favorite character, also meets a sticky end. Yeah, shortly she's, after. The, she's the second to go, isn't she? Yeah, although that's, that is after Barb goes to bed drunk because, mm. yeah, it's the same night. So that's it. Barb gets drunk and goes to bed. This film did get a bit confusing with its times. Like, it I, did. I kept forgetting that this was all happening in one night. Yes, no, I think that's why I'm struggling to place the order, but that's what it is. Barb gets drunk and goes to bed. Yeah. Then Phil and Olivia Hussey go out searching for the missing 13-year-old, leaving Mrs. Mack alone in the house. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Mack says, don't worry if I'm not here when you come back because I'm going to go visit my sister. Mm-hmm. Handy. Then, while the house is empty, Mrs. Mack goes to look for the cat, mm-hmm. Claude, uh, up in the attic, finds Claire's dead body in the rocking chair, mm-hmm. doesn't really react to it. No. Just, just kind of goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then takes a crane hook to the face. Pretty much, yeah. And dies. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I repeat, why is there a crane hook in this attic? I don't I, understand. I have no idea. What purpose does it serve in a sorority house? Lifting things up to the attic? Such as a middle-aged drunk lady? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like it, I, don't, I, I also don't understand the mechanics of what happened. Did it go through her throat? Did, did it like, because the, the killer, she's climbing up. She, she stuck her head through that little, mm. you know, porthole that the, every attic has. I think that the killer sort of threw it, or maybe he guided it. I don't know, but basically, it it it, it just went up and sort of went under her chin. I think maybe it like I reckon it smacked her in the face first, sure, and just caught her like like off guard. Yeah, caught caught her off guard, mm-hmm. um, and then the killer comes over, grabs the crane hook, and just like yanks it up through her chin into her head. Oh, you really visualized this. Well, you, you you did see her later, like she was basically being suspended by the face. True. Well, I'm just thinking about what we see, which is that we see the, the crane hook being thrown towards her. Yeah. And then we see her legs just go whoop right up. And I was like, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it hits her or sta- and then she falls down or it impales her and she's hanging there. How did it lift her? Like, what's the what is the mu- what's the movement? What is the well, maybe what? he threw it. It just went into her face, and then he just like it's a crane, and he, he just and pulled then he just, her he and just pulled her up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, sure. I guess. Well, whatever. She dead. Yeah. She's gone. Uh, <laughs> and there's a oh, there's a subplot that we probably need to address, which mm. we've talked about briefly, which is that Olivia Hussey's character 
has gotten pregnant by her boyfriend Peter, mm-hmm. who is a temperamental musician type, yeah. tortured artist type, and yeah. clearly a jerk. Mm-hmm. And she sa- she says to him, "Look, I'm pregnant, but I'm gonna have an abortion. I don't want this baby." Mm-hmm. And he's very much like, "No, no, keep the baby. I want I want us to have the baby. That's why I was wanted." And she's like, "Well, screw you. I wasn't even gonna tell you really, particularly, but I have, and it's not your decision." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very adult, non-judgmental. Co- well, he judges her obviously, but like well, he, the he, film is not judgmental at all. The fact that she wants an abortion. Yeah, he he does even multiple times. I, I loved it. Say the line, "Don't you care about anybody other than you, other than yourself?" Yeah, which I say, like, well, maybe you should have worn a condom, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's planning to get an abortion. He is trying to convince her not to, and it kind mm-hmm. of messes him up. He goes to his piano recital and mm-hmm. he has a whole emotional meltdown and starts smashing things and he mm-hmm. fails his exam so yeah clearly setting so, up the diff- different order he fails his exam and then smashes the piano okay sure yeah but basically i don't think anybody knows that he smashes the piano oh no that, yeah that happens after everyone leaves the room you're right yeah yeah because yeah. like if people knew that then they'd probably report report that to the police and he'd be a suspect way earlier you make a good point yeah but the point is it's clearly pointing to him as somebody with a motivation yes to kill yeah so they're having this whole argument and she is continuing to receive these threatening mouth breathery phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tries to report them to the police, mm. but initially they're just like, we have no time for this. Like, yeah. even though it's happening in the house of a girl who's just gone missing, they're like, there's surely no connection here. This is fine. We'll ignore this. Mm-hmm. But eventually she does get them to listen to the point where they start to try and trace the call. They set up a whole system yeah. to trace the call. This call tracing system, like, oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, I don't know how accurate it is. I mm. obviously wasn't alive in the 70s, but it, it feels like the guy who's trying to... In, the guy in the background who's like running... Bet- it's like mm-hmm. he's in The Matrix. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? He's just running through all these crazy factory... Just looking for like a transistor or something yeah. that's doing something else. It, it can't have been that hard. Like Yeah. I, I, crazy. I don't know. Also, because they really struggle... He struggles to find the transistor that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using transistor as well. That's the right word to use. I have no idea. Sure. Um, but he's struggling to find the transistor in time before the phone gets hung up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it takes multiple attempts to get there. Why not just have somebody else helping? Yeah. Two people. Like, <laughs> yeah, many hands make light work. Yeah. yeah. God, what a system. Mm. It, was, it was crazy. They basically tell... I mean, they, they, they do also give us a massive, massive clue. Um, when they When they start bugging the phones... Somebody asks, like, what the number is or something, and just like, oh, if, if there are any other phones in the house? Oh, yeah, there's that one. Oh, no, you don't need to worry about that because that's the uh, uh, that's, that's the landlady's phone. That's a different line. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's coming back. Yes. Did it? Yes. Okay. Well, the call was coming from inside the house. Oh, was it the landlady's line? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I, I think I missed that. That's how they could make the phone ring. Oh, sure. Okay. I get it. Cool. Okay. I've got it. So... Yes, so they, they tell Olivia Hussey and her plummy English accent to just try and keep <laughs> them on the phone for as long as possible next time. So she kind of tries to do that. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, Barb gets stabbed to death in the bed while she's still sleeping off her hangover mm-hmm. with a that's ornamental worst, unicorn. That's the worst way to... It's the worst, worst kind of hangover, I can imagine. But it's, it's a disappointing end for that character because she ends up mm. just like unable to move and just gets stabbed by this you know, glass unicorn mm-hmm. uh, and then phyllis dies as well just by walking into a darkened room yeah like she just walks into it's very unceremoniously walks into barb's bedroom it's like oh yes she's dead as well now yeah leaving olivia hussey alone in the house but she doesn't know that yet yeah oh because barb getting killed coincides with the carol singers who turn up so nobody hears nobody it. hears the scream although mm. nobody hears anyone scream no i mean <laughs> no. did phyllis die silently what happened nobody I hears don't anybody understand. in this yeah. this house is literally soundproofed room for room mm-hmm. nobody hears anything going on in any other part of this house it's yeah. crazy 
So she's now alone in the house. And eventually the police, after like three or four heavy weaving phone calls, eventually the police do manage to trace the call and realize that it is in fact coming from inside the house. Mm -hmm. Drink. And uh, and so the good police officer tells the bad police officer, call, well, I mean, that's what it is, basically. There's one who's competent and one who is not. Yeah. Like you need to call Olivia Hussey, tell her to get out of the house immediately. Don't tell her why, because that's going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. Just tell her to very calmly replace the receiver and walk out the house. Yeah. So what does he do? He calls her up and he says, I need you to hang up and walk out the house. And she's like, what about Phyllis and Bob? He's like, no, Phyllis and Bob are dead. Yeah. <laughs> They've been killed because the murderer is inside the house. Now mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she doesn't. She hangs up the phone and she walks upstairs and mm-hmm. she walks into Bob's bedroom and she finds Bob and Phyllis dead. Yeah. Murdered corpses. Yeah. And then she screams and the killer attacks her. Yeah. And she flees down into the basement, locks the door behind her. She's kind of locked in the basement, the classic horror movie mm-hmm. tense moment. And then her boyfriend, Peter, breaks in. Yeah. And he's looking for her and he knocks on the window. At this point, it's heavily implied that he's he, the killer. He's yeah. the killer. Yeah, because the, the killer's just been on the other door and yeah. like has now run away. Like By this point, you do know that the killer is a white man of about his build. Yeah, that's all we get, basically. Yeah. So... So yeah, we, Peter breaks through the window, tries to approach Olivia Hussey. She screams. Mm-hmm. We cut away. Mm-hmm. We cut to the police charging into the basement. They find the two of them together, arm in arm. Mm-hmm. Peter's dead. Mm-hmm. Olivia Hussey seems dead, but no, she's alive. Yeah. She has survived. She's killed Peter, mm-hmm. clearly. It's yeah. self-defense, Yeah, we assume. And then the, we get to the end of the film where she is brought up. She's sedated because she's had a very you know traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. So she's laid out on the on her own bed in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and the police officers are just like, "Well, I guess he was the killer, so I guess it's we, we don't need to like search this house or do any other kind of follow up stuff." It's oh my god, <laughs> and then they all just leave. Yeah, it's so bizarre. There's still a dead body in the window. Yes, that they don't know about. I, they I, found I the just... body. They found Barb and Phyllis. They have not found Claire or Mrs. Hussey, Mrs. Huxtable, whatever she's called. Yeah, yeah, they've not found them yet. They're just sitting there rotting away in the ba- in the attic. Yeah. Like, so they have found bodies on every floor of the house. That they've looked in. Yeah. <laughs> but they've not bothered to look in the other ones. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So they bas- the police officers basically leave and they'd leave a sedated... Why haven't they taken us to the hospital? <laughs> they just leave a sedated, a heavily sedated woman who's just basically killed a man. A pregnant woman. A pregnant woman who's... A sedated pregnant woman who's just killed a man in self-defense. Mm-hmm. They leave her alone on her bed, passed out. Mm-hmm. They all leave. I think they leave one officer, like, watching the door. Yeah. The front door. Yeah. And then we find out the killer's still in the attic. Yeah. And then we just see the killer, like, we hear him make his noises and he crawls out of the attic. And then the film ends on this very sinister kind of, kind of ambiguous note Mm -hmm. where we assume she's going to get murdered, but we don't know for sure. Okay. Where we just see the killer climbing out of the ceiling. We still don't have any idea who he is. Mm. And uh, she's still passed out on the bed because they've just left her there to die. And that is how the film ends. Yeah. On a very haunting and sinister note. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a good ending. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's compelling. So. Um, yeah, I'd say it's it's, it's very original mm. that everybody dies and the killer gets away with it. As far as we assume. Yeah, well, but it doesn't it doesn't tell you that. It just kind of lets you draw yeah. your own conclusions. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. I think if it just ends with the killer killing everyone, that's kind of like, oh, that's a bit of a downer. Mm. But the fact that it ends on this very ambiguous, creepy, sinister note, I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good way to end this kind of film. Yeah. So yeah enjoyed the film yeah yeah me too good all right do you want to do drinking games sure yeah so first one i've got here drink whenever mago killer drinks 
Drink when Margot Kidder drinks. Mm. Wow, I mean that's that's deadly. So it's basically every time she's on screen. Yeah. But sure, yeah, drink along with Margot Kidder. That could mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah. Optional. Drink along with the uh the Oh, drink along with Sherry Lady, yeah, yeah, that's better, yeah. Well I definitely had drink for hidden booze, which yeah. is basically from her character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time she pulls out a bottle of sherry from some orifice or another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh drink whenever there's a murder. Drink for murder, yeah, absolutely. There's not like a huge body count. No. They're all quite impactful. But mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's very good. Uh, I had drink for 70s fashion. Yeah, definitely. I had so much fun with the way everyone was dressed in this movie. Can we throw in drink for 70s hair as well? Oh, I was going to say, well, I have a separate drinking game for hats. Specifically <laughs> for indoor hats. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Mike, what is she called? Mrs. Mac? Oh, Mrs. Know. Mac is never seen without a hat. Mm. But she's never seen outdoors. <laughs> she's always just wearing a hat, an indoor hat. Like, even when she's getting ready for bed, she's, like, wearing a nighty and she's drinking a cooking sherry, mm-hmm. brushing her teeth in a hat. Who wears a hat indoors? I don't know. All hours of the day. I don't know. Maybe she's going bald. Maybe. Maybe she is. I don't know. I just, yeah. I was I was fascinated by her hat. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by her fascinator. Great. Um, Great. That's a good joke, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pr- proud of that one. Um, yeah. Just drink. Oh, Olivia Hussey had an amazing hat as well. Mm. When she tells Peter that she's having an abortion, <laughs> um, she's wearing this like oh, yeah, pink yeah. pussy vagina hat. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so many hats. Mm-hmm. I guess it's cold in Canada. You need to wear a hat, but yeah. Yeah. Loved the hats. <laughs> uh, drink whenever the phone rings. Oh, yes. Yes. Definitely drink for a ringing phone. That's, That's, a, good That's like a common theme throughout the movie. Mm hmm. Uh, drink for horror movie cliches, which this film probably invents a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And subverts a couple of them. Yeah. But it's, uh, they're all there. You know, there's definitely a lot there. You know, the call coming from inside the house, mm-hmm. the mysterious figure hiding in the closet, mm-hmm. the the sassy best friend getting killed, you know. Everybody's getting killed off one The by police one. not taking it seriously. There, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot there. You could definitely just drink for all that, yeah. Yes. Uh, drink for bad police work. Oh, yeah, I have that too. Drink for abysmal police work. <laughs> not just bad. Abysmal. The worst. Yeah. The worst you'll ever see. <laughs> uh, drink for no longer PC dialogue. Mm-hmm. Is there? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of use of the C word in this film. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Barb saying, you can't rape a townie. It's a <laughs> pretty harsh, Barb. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more. Yeah. There's a, there's very much a lot of very un-PC uh, yeah. dialogue that wouldn't work today. But, you yeah, know, good fun for the time. Yes, it's, it certainly was. Yeah, it's, even even then, it's still not the worst, is it? Sure. No, absolutely not. A drunk person being inappropriate and somebody said the C word a few times. Basically, yeah. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not terrible. No. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Uh, I'd drink every time Olivia Hussey's accent wanders a little bit. Yeah. Because sometimes she was so very British and sometimes she's just okay. Yeah. <laughs> she she kind of really came and went, but... Yeah, when she was really going for it she was really going for it like that accent was very plummy i just loved her phone voice yeah hello 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 pardon me <laughs> hello speak up <laughs> it was like she was in the crown it was like olivia <laughs> coleman in the crown yeah yeah <laughs> oh very good hello it's for you long distance and drink for barb sass yeah every oh, time yeah. barb is a sassy bitch she really is <laughs> great like yeah why don't you stick your fingers in a plug socket that'll give you a charge <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah 
So much Bob. Um, okay. Did you watch the? Uh, I'm sure you didn't, because we initially were going to do one of the remakes. Did you watch any of the remakes like this? I no. guess you didn't. No, no, yeah. Did you? I watched the trailers for them. They look generic. Yeah. They look like they took this amazing original horror movie and just turned it into a generic like Blumhouse mm. fantasy island kind of, you know. Right, here's a yeah. generic teen slasher. Yeah. Although Dawn from Buffy is in it. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can say to recommend it. Cool. Dawn from Buffy is in it. That's it. That's all I've got. But yeah. She may have played Barb. I don't know. Okay, that's... I'm sure she wasn't as good. Kind of something. It's kind of, you know, almost something, yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. Great. Great. Um, well, listeners, if you uh, feel like you kind of wanted a few more drinking games there, you wanted to talk about the movie a bit more, or if you... if Not that it's happened yet, you want us to give more sequel ideas and hear more listener submissions, then you can get extended episodes of our, of our show if you go to patreon.com slash set. You can subscribe subscribe for as much or as little as you want. It's a pay-as-you-feel system, so, you know, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. You do get a few more features as well. You get a 30-second advert slot where you can talk about whatever you want. We put that into the main show once a month for you. Um, also, on the main show, we do a Patreon episode once a month where you get to pick a film for us, and you can come guest if you want to. You don't mm-hmm. have to, though. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. F- Facebook group something else i don't know yeah you can join our exclusive facebook group you get a bonus episode every week ideally yeah. uh yep bonus episodes promo slot extended episodes that's it yeah yeah all that patreon.com slash beyond the box set indeed yeah okay sequels do you want to go sure. first sure okay so what i've done this week actually is just because i think the most unique aspect of this film or the most interesting aspect of this film is how it doesn't give you any kind of clue on who the killer is mm-hmm. i mean once it tells you it's not peter basically yeah then it leaves it very open to interpretation and there's not even like you said earlier there's not even a lot of characters who it could be mm, it's yeah. incredibly or like if it was any of them it wouldn't really be there wouldn't really be anything no yeah so i have done three sequel ideas and i've not done a lot of them i'm gonna hopefully brainstorm a lot of them with you mm-hmm. here but just three different ideas for who the killer might be okay cool that's based on I'm, I, I, was, I was thinking of doing that one and i'm glad i didn't oh good so we've not done the same thing great so my first one of the three is that the killer is the cat because <laughs> okay. that cat seemed to be in on it yeah like he i think he lures claire up like i think mm-hmm. claire is looking for claude the cat mm-hmm. and then she goes into the closet and gets plastic bagged yeah and then certainly mrs mac is looking for the cat yeah and the same thing happens to her okay so i think the cat if not being the killer the cat is certainly in on it with the killer okay so because also the other characters don't even acknowledge that they have a cat that's a good point. Nobody other than people who get killed because they're looking for the cat ever acknowledge that the house has a cat. It's not like Olivia Hussey at any point is like, oh, a cat. Yeah, I guess. But maybe it's just one of those things where the cat just comes and goes. Sure, yeah. But I just like the idea that the cat is in on it somehow. Yeah, So definitely. Is it... So is the cat, like, mind-controlling anybody? Or what's the deal here? How's, how's the cat actually killing people? Well, this is the debate. I was thinking, could it be that is the cat a demon? Okay. Or... Is the cat? I mean, the, an- the, the answer is yes. It's a cat. It's all, it, all cats it's are cat. demons. Yeah. yeah, but is it is the cat a shapeshifter who can also become a human shaped murderer? Because I don't uh, think the cat could. Okay, this is I don't very think, out of the box thinking. Well, well, I don't think the cat could like actually on its own could maneuver a crane hook. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. And as as funny as the mental image is, I don't think the cat could also hold a plastic bag over a grown woman's head until she choked to death. You no, know, have you seen that new Tom and Jerry trailer? No. 
Okay, well, we'll watch that afterwards. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're, that, making, that, they're bringing Tom and Jerry back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, seems unnecessary. It looks all right, actually. But uh, but anyway, let's let's keep talking about this. Is it the same animation style? Uh, vaguely, um, it's uh, kind of like Space Jam. It's animated, but in the real world. But okay. like, not 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 like bad 3D CGI animated. Okay. It's like it, it looks good. Okay. Um, Can't see how it would work, but fine. Okay. Did you watch Sonic last year? Did we do that? Yes, we did. Yeah. I'd say that the trailer looks like it's going to be as good as that. I don't think Tom and Jerry has a fan base. Like, No, I really don't. No. Do they still have the quite racist depiction of the old lady, with old black lady? With the she, 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 she's not made an appearance in the trailer, no. I would, I'd imagine she's been written out. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I could see um, I could see Tom from Tom and Jerry being able to like maneuver a crane hook or, or, sure. or, or something. Well, we do see Claude, the cat, and it's like a white, what if, long hair. What if uh, it was the cat that did the murders, uh-huh. but the cat was actually just Tom trying to kill Jerry and failing miserably? Oh, I see. So it's your classic slapstick where the mouse runs up maybe Claire's head and yeah. Tom puts the plastic bag over the mouse to kill the mouse, but the mouse yeah. runs away. Yeah. He ends up accidentally suffocating his own owner. Yeah. And then maybe Jerry's like sitting on the crane hook being like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Tom swipes at it. Poor old Mrs. Mac, dead. Yep interesting yeah so it, i you know what that, that makes it sound like it's more of a combined effort with tom and jerry no, so, te- so so, so jerry jerry is kind of like baiting tom into doing the murders uh-huh um so the whole the whole film is just the misadventures of tom and jerry accidentally causing a bunch of murders of humans mm-hmm. that's not where i was going but i like it <laughs> i like that angle <laughs> yeah. i did not see it going that way either. no that's good. that's good well i was thinking it's either that or the cat is working with the human who's hiding in the closet in the attic. Sorry. Yeah. And the cat is like the bait, but the cat knows it's the bait. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one of those things where the cat has a human voice. Mm-hmm. Not that it can speak, but like it's got like an inner monologue. Yeah. And maybe it's, this is his loyal master. It like, it teams up with this human who wants to kill people. And the cat's like, yeah, I'm on board for this. I'm going to go Alec Baldwin. Yes. I, I guess a cat with the voice of Alec Baldwin. It would have to be someone who has like a deep voice mm-hmm. that sounds very self-satisfied. So yeah. Alec, Alec Baldwin works well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. A cat with the voice of Alec Baldwin. Killing teenage sorority girls. Maybe. Maybe. The, okay. Maybe the, the sequel opens or the, it's not a sequel. It's really like a, just a retelling. Mm-hmm. It's on like death row. Right. And like a mass murderer is killed, like given the death penalty in the electric chair, dead. Okay. By some mysterious mix-up of like crossed wires or you know magic spells mm-hmm. or whatever, his soul ends up in the body of a cat. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm involved with he's that. He's a deranged, embittered serial killer in the body of a cat mm-hmm. who then teams up with a new deranged potential serial killer mm-hmm. and they work together to kill teenage girls in sorority houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that totally works. Uh-huh. So that's basically it. That, that is Black Christmas too. Maybe the person he teams up with is actually Peter. Yes. Yes. There we go. And so when Peter dies at the end, but you still hear these noises and stuff. It's the cat. It's the cat. It's Alec Baldwin cat. Love, I like that. That's what we're calling it. The Alec Baldwin cat. Great. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin, the cat is, he, yeah, he, he, he baited Peter into it. So Peter was guilty. Yeah. It wasn't the only guilty party. Yeah. Because who, who would suspect the cat? Yeah. And so now Barb is basically still alive because the cat is the only thing that's trying to kill her. Yeah. Do you reckon that a cat could kill somebody if it tried to and they were asleep? I think the day that cats learn to use their opposable thumbs, the human race is over. <laughs> I've had this theory for a while. Yeah, yeah. 
As yeah, soon as they figure out they can open their own cans, we're, we're done for as a species. Like, they're just going to cut us while we sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Dogs will be the first to go. Probably, yeah. So that is a, that's my first idea. The killer is the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Good. So this one, like I said, I um, wanted to do a Halloween thing. Sure. That's just where this story went. So I've called it Black Halloween, for lack of a better name. Okay. I guess that going with just Halloween was clearly what they decided to do taken, instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so after the event of the original. Nine uh, months after the event of the original? Well, ten months. Uh, just after. I'm just thinking like from Christmas to Halloween. Oh yeah, that 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 kind of works. But no, that's that's not what I've got here. Okay. So Jess, she she did survive. Oh good. Um, and she moved away and suppressed the memories because all her friends died. Sounds sensible, yeah. And her boyfriend did it, as far as she knows. Sure. Yeah. For whatever reason, she decides not to have an abortion, though. Oh really? Maybe just be like as part of the suppressed memories, like she just like she forgets. I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'd imagine it'd be pretty top of mind, but sure, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of mental trauma going on. I'd okay. say that's reasonable. Okay, fine. Um, the forgetting, maybe not so reasonable, but either way, she she, she has the baby. She yeah. decides to have the baby for whatever reason. But uh, when the daughter asked about about her father, years later, obviously, okay. um, Jess would only ever say that he was gone. Like she she wouldn't ever say what happened or. Mm. What was going so on because it just wasn't in the front of her mind so how old is the daughter when this film picks up 46 wow so 46 years later Jess has had the baby is that because this film came out in 1976 yes oh well played Who, who's playing 70, 74 74 sorry I mean to be honest the, the daughter isn't isn't really a character in this okay. massively it's uh, it's still Olivia Hussey yeah. it, no it's going to be it's going to be the granddaughter oh so. okay well, I was thinking, like, yeah, make it her daughter. But then, like, I know her daughter in 2020 would be 46. Uh-huh. I wanted to say that in present day. So, like, no, okay, let's make it her granddaughter. Okay. So, um... Because, you know, you can't possibly have a 46-year-old woman have a meaningful role in Hollywood these days. Well, n- no, I'm also setting it in college. Oh, okay, fine. Ever heard of a mature student, Harry? Uh, anyway, so, Jess's youngest granddaughter, Barb. Oh, great, okay. See, um, okay, yeah. Named after her departed friend yeah, yeah. Okay. um is now in college and finds herself in the same sorority house as the original but not that anybody has put that together oh it's just pure coincidence pure coincidence happens to be the exact same house maybe grandma hears about it but she's she's a bit loopy at this point unless mm. grandma's gonna be a plot point in your film no not massively maybe grandma hears that she's going back to the old sorority house and she's like no no that's where the bad things happen and like mm-hmm. oh grandma you're so senile yeah yeah <laughs> and so we pick up a halloween weekend uh-huh where obviously the sorority house is fully decorated and everybody's dressed up to varying levels of standards. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody and all their boyfriends and girlfriends are sitting in the living room having a party. They are not socially distancing because they are... Is co- is this film happening in the COVID world? Uh, just, you just threw it in there, yeah. Students don't seem to socially distance. They don't, no. Um, especially when it's a Halloween party, but mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, one of the boyfriends, he tells a ghost story um, about a rapist, which scares all the girls a bit. And then he finishes the story with a very inappropriate but dirty joke, okay. which makes everyone laugh or punch him. This then sparks one of the other guys to start telling another ghost story, and he brings up the legend of the pianist murderer. And he tells us the story of the first film. Okay. He goes around all the all the other girls that are, that are sat in a circle and uh, just tells a story about how a girl died in a bedroom in a sorority house. Right. And we're recounting a lot of the same stories that happened in the original. Sure. So kind of eerie because we know that it's true they just think it's a ghost story they're just story. telling it as a standard ghost story okay yeah. so it's passed into legend at this point yeah okay 
Now, just as his story kind of draws to a close and things go a bit quiet, there's suddenly a big, heavy knock at the door, which makes everybody scream very comically. Mm-hmm. Barb goes and answers it. Now, does Barb take after the original Barb? Is she like a drunken hussy? Or? I'd say not, but like there certainly could be another a, a, another drunken person than sure. this. Okay. Um, the reason being, I'm going to make Barb in this pregnant. Just okay. to kind of... You Full know. circle it, yeah. yeah. So no, she is not drinking right now. Okay, good for her. Uh, it's heavily raining outside, so the guy that knocked at the door is soaked through. Not that she knows it, but this guy is a spitting image of Peter from the first film. Okay. Like, he looks exactly the same. Okay. And if you want somebody to play him, I, th- I thought, well, Louise thought that Peter looked a bit like Zac Efron. Yeah, I'm sure if the film was a bit, today, bit more of a was... worn out Zac Efron rather yeah, than the sure. very pretty man that he is now. Um, All right, Harry. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> but this guy, he's wearing a tailcoat, the kind that a pianist would wear. Okay. So it's he- immediately heavy Im- heavily implied, oh, this is the pianist murderer. Sure, He looks yeah. like the, la- the guy from the last film. Yeah, he- he's got the high neckline of, vil- of villainy. We've seen it before, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Barb being very naive, she immediately invites him in, uh, you know, from the rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, he grumbles a thank you to her. And she notices that as he walks, he makes a lot of weird noises. Oh, uh, like the same noises as the as the phone calls. So just like just randomly making like pig noises and screaming and just being like, sort of well, lightly, like quietly okay. under his breath, sort of thing. Okay. But, but yeah, like this guy's this guy's off. Okay. She brings him into the living room. People make space for him on the sofa. He tells him he's lost and he's cold and he's wet. So they give him a towel and a blanket and make him a big mug of tea. He notices that everybody is quite drunk apart from Barb, who notices he isn't drinking. He puts two and two together very immediately, even though all her friends haven't mm-hmm. and he starts a very inappropriate conversation about abortion and where his opinion falls you can probably guess everybody else in the room disagrees with him and they ask him to leave he starts to get a bit forceful and he's a bit scary and he really wants to stay mm-hmm. so the men escort him out trying to intimidate him even though he does leave he doesn't feel intimidated and once he's outside we see a point of view shot of him pretending to walk away but then going around to the back of the house climbing in through the attic that's what I've got as basically an intro to a remake. Okay. So what do you think his relation is to the original killer? I was thinking a sort of like a long lost grandson. Okay, sure. So the killer already had a kid, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So him and Barb are cousins. Oh. Essentially. So they're related. They have the same okay. murderous granddad. That would fall in well with, yeah, the, that's a classic horror movie thing, definitely. So, mm. okay, I can see that. And it's kind of got sort of um, elements... Not intentionally, um, of Star Wars, like following in your family's footsteps. Okay, so it's all it's all destiny and fate. Yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Just like mm-hmm. he was destined, this this guy was destined to be a serial killer. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm not really sure where to go from there, but I was basically just thinking a standard slasher sort of thing. Mm. But would well, you think when it gets to the end? So obviously Barb's our final girl. Yeah. Do you reckon are we going to end it like the original, where it's going to be ambiguous, or are we just going to let her kill him, or is he going to kill her? I think I'd like to sort of close off the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first one left it very open. Yeah. Or, like, not, but almost like a part one, and then this could be the part two. Sure. So, yeah, I'd like to try and sort of close it in a way. Maybe he, like, oh, I don't know, turns good in some way. Or <laughs> I've, I've no it's idea. A long walk, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets a lot of therapy. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure. No, okay. You know, I think I'd just like, I, I think it's most likely that a film like this would just try and sort of renew the franchise and so make, it, it, make it, it more of an ongoing thing. So, so ambiguous uh, note. Yeah. yeah, I think it would end with like a standard, like she kills him 
or whatever. She gets away, you know, hugs mm. the police and Ooh, whatever. Maybe, maybe it's a role reversal thing. Okay. Where it actually turns out the whole film makes you think, oh, he's the brother, cousin, mm. second grandson, whatever yeah. of the original guy. He's the killer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's where it turns around and she's the killer. Okay. And he saves someone from her. Right. Okay. Okay. I see. But then maybe he goes to prison anyway because everyone thinks it's him. And and she turns okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I like that. So like she's maybe maybe after the, to get a little political here. Maybe after the conversation that everybody had about abortion, mm-hmm. she just realizes that she disagrees with everybody in the room. Sure. And so then she starts murdering off all her housemates one by one. Mm-hmm. He clocks on to what's to what's happening, yeah. and yeah, tries to put a stop to it. God, that'd be quite the story if like the serial killer is a pregnant woman yes that's not really been done much before so god that imagine the outcry if somebody actually made a film like that oh there's a film called prevenge which is about a a serial killer who's a pregnant woman really yeah i've been tempted to do it but it's not it doesn't really fit this season but i've been i've I've had i've had thoughts of doing it i've not seen it but Mm. it's supposed to be good cool but yeah i think it'd be a good idea to like it could be like because he's everyone suspects him Mm. nobody suspects her no and it's just like a whole like against mm-hmm. type kind of thing. So I don't know. And really... do you do you think that you'd finish it where she comes out on top? Yeah, he, I think he, he goes to prison. Yeah, I think she. I think he rescues everyone from her murder, her multi murder attempt. Not everyone. Not everyone, but whoever she's attacking. Yeah. But ultimately, she manages to frame him because she's the innocent. You know, mm-hmm. she seems like the innocent, helpless girl, and so he gets arrested anyway and carted off to prison, mm. or even maybe shot by a police officer, whatever. Maybe he, maybe he's the only person who knows that she's she's the murderer. Yes, no, so, that, so like so let everybody else just like, e- e- even the other housemates. Yeah, they assume it. Yeah, so. no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Mm. So he either gets killed by the police or just arrested, whatever, and then she's left, and the film can end with her like you know, you know she's gonna be she's still gonna try and kill people, mm-hmm. but uh, nobody suspects her. So yeah, I get it. Leaves it ambiguous. Yeah, she's got all the power. Oh, that's good, and that's really just in the same sort of mood as the original. Yeah, it ends yeah. on that, that unsettling haunted note. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you really saved that one. Good. Uh, well, yeah, there was something there. So. <laughs> okay, great. So my second, uh, as I say, my three ideas are all pretty much the same. It's just like, who is the killer? Yeah. So the first one, obviously, the killer was the cat. The second one, what if the killer is Santa Claus? Okay. Because this yeah. is ostensibly a Christmas film. Sure. So, and also he's hiding in the attic the whole time. So maybe he came down the chimney. Sure. Maybe this is like, I showed you the trailer for Fat Man, didn't I? That yes terrible but also fascinating looking <laughs> well gibson film yeah uh, where santa's just this like bitter old like crazy person mm-hmm. maybe it's like that maybe by the 1970s all these teenagers they don't believe in santa anymore they've mm. got they're having sex and doing drugs and just generally living their best lives yeah maybe like santa has become so weakened by people not believing in him anymore that he become he goes insane and he com- becomes desperate for revenge against right, the, yeah, yeah. the generation that has like forgotten him mm-hmm. and so he comes to this he comes to the house initially with his sack over his shoulder, you know, filled with mm-hmm. toys and presents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the front door and he looks in and all, it's just all like teenagers smoking and drinking and mm-hmm. having sex. Yeah. It's like, these are not good children. I'm They're not, not on the good list. I've not got enough coal in my, in, in my yeah. sleigh for this. These are on the naughty list, but yeah. it also breaks something in him when he realizes that uh, right now all children are on the naughty list mm. because just society has changed. Mm-hmm. And so rather than leave them a piece of coal, he climbs up the side of the building mm-hmm. as only Santa Claus can, <laughs> hides in the attic, mm-hmm. goes on a killing spree. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. You think that explains any of the any, any of the phone calls that make lots of weird noises? It's Santa. Maybe those weird animal noises are the reindeer. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just in the stable with, with like Donna and Blitzen and Rudolph and all that mm-hmm. lot. And he's just being like, have you been a good girl? Have you been a good boy? Oh, he's just talking to his pets. It's innocent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he does still say he wants to like lick their pretty pink cunts. I don't know how you... Oh, okay. Maybe well... that's the new... Maybe the, there's three new reindeers, pretty pink and cunts. <laughs> you know, they've had to recruits, you know. Donna and Blitzen and Dasher have been retired and now it's pretty pink and cunts. But yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe it's all just a horrible misunderstanding. It's just Santa trying to reach out. And it's just a bunch of, yeah. The misunderstandings continue. And he kills the the kid. Well, I guess Claire was the good girl. Mm. And maybe he meant to kill Barb. Because mm-hmm. Barb was like, clearly the naughty girl. Yeah. But he kills Claire instead. And then he's wrapped with guilt. And so then he becomes obsessed with killing the naughtiest girls. Mm. Ends up killing all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got so drunk they forgot to leave out like some Santa snacks. You know, like a, oh, there's yeah. no mince pie, there's yeah, no carrot, carrot for yeah. Rudolph. So he becomes so twisted and bitter. He's like, right, these girls got to die. Mm. And he's yeah. haunting. He, yeah, he's, he's the man with the bag. Yeah, it's Black Christmas too, the, the man with the bag. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> yeah, killing all good. the girls. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that. Okay. And my third idea, my last idea for who might be the killer mm-hmm. is what if the killer actually is Olivia Hussey? Okay. Because we know she kills Peter, mm. who is maybe a dick with bad attitudes about abortion, but mm-hmm. as far as you know, is not actually in on it. Do we ever see her with the other girls when they die? Could it be that she has a split personality? Hmm. Let's see. I think because you never see the killer. Is she not still downstairs when Claire dies? Far as we know, but that could just be like a manifestation. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it works. So it's like, because the fact that the, f- the original film never shows us the killer in anything more than like an eyeball and a hand. Mm. Maybe it, it is her all the time and even she doesn't know because she's got this split personality. What about when she runs down to the to the basement and there's somebody banging on the door? It's all in her mind. Okay. It's her paranoia. Okay. Now, obviously this... I this... guess, yeah, there's nobody else there no. to see it, so yeah. yeah. I mean, this version of events is potentially not very PC about, you know, treatments of mental illness, mm. but let's just... <laughs> well, we can wave over that for now. Okay, But sure. the idea is that, she, yeah, she is manifesting all of the symptoms herself. So, mm. yeah, she she doesn't know it's her, but it is, in fact, her. And the end yeah. of the movie is her realising, oh my God, I killed my friends. Mm. And then we get the flashbacks and she's the one who stabbed Barb with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the unicorn, chess piece, yeah. the chess piece. She killed Phyllis. However, you know mm-hmm. she she killed Mrs. Mack with the crane hook. Mm-hmm. It was all her. Mm-hmm. She she's always been the killer. Yeah, she just I don't know. Maybe she was tired of being the good girl all the time and being like the one who kept them all together. And maybe it just get got on top of her. And so yeah, no, that makes that's sense. That's literally all I've got for that. But I just like the idea that actually Olivia Hussey and her crazy English accent are the killers. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Not. I think it's what would she say when she's doing the murdering just like um god save the queen <laughs> tally ho tally ho tally ho <laughs> the british are coming the british are coming i mean she's british so that's yeah. <laughs> yeah no yeah. that's good yeah just, she's <laughs> tally-ho. just tally ho yeah <laughs> yeah so olivia hussey is the killer that's uh, my third and final idea I like it. It's very good. Cool. Great. Shall we get to listener submissions then? Yeah. Have you got anything this week? Nope. Okay. Right. So listener submissions. What have we got? I have a few this week. Uh, Rob London said, because this film was shot in Canada, how about Black Boxing Day? Okay. I guess Americans don't have Boxing Day. Mm. 
but we have we have it here as well in the UK, Rob, just so you know. So Black Boxing Day. The killer finds that his intended victims are even easier to kill than usual because they ate too much and they're badly hungover. Mm-hmm. So it's the killer stalking through like Boxing Day when all the killers are like <laughs> full of food, bloated, hungover, yeah. can't run away. Mm-hmm. Very easy pickings. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Lightfoot said New Year's Day of the Dead. And you thought your hangover was bad. <laughs> Clearly a theme emerging here. Mm-hmm, yeah. David Handloss said New Year's Slay. Nice. Which sounds like a RuPaul's Drag Race maxi challenge, but also I can see it again. <laughs> yeah. New Year's Slay. Igevni Kotman said Black Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it inclusive. Great. And finally, Ryan Klemer said Black Cagemus. So Nicholas <laughs> Cagemus, but Black Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. Nicholas so Cage, Cage is somehow Nicholas Cage plays Santa. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Olivia Hussey who knows he, he can play them all who cares could be anything he's got range he's got all the range in the world absolutely okay so thank you everybody for those sequel ideas we ask for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas so make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out to listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us to reach out to new, to new listeners. So please do consider doing that. It really helps us. As mentioned earlier, we are also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. So I have three winter-themed films that I would like us to do this season. Okay. We might have time to do them all. Oh, okay. Do you want to bring up some kind of dice-based app on your phone? Sure. I'm going to leave it to fate because there's three films I'm equally interested in doing. Okay, okay. Um, go ahead. Just do a standard six-sided dice. Roll it. I'm just going to divide it as I, in my head. I, I know what my division is. I used to have that for just such occasions, but then I thought, mm, you know what? If I need that, I'll just download one. Well, here we go. Cool. Roll it. What's the number between one and six? Three. Okay. We are going to do next week reindeer games. Okay. Yeah. okay I've sure. talked it up a lot. The time has come. Okay. Reindeer games. Reindeer games. Can I ask what the other two were? No, because I might bring them back next time. Okay. I, so I, don't know how many, I don't know how many picks I'm getting this Christmas season, so I might still use them, but. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Reindeer games. Yes. No idea what it is. Cool. Keep it that way. Great. Okay. Well, cool, cool. thank you very much, listeners. Thanks for joining in and join us next week for Reindeer Games. Yeah. Happy December, everybody. Happy December. Ho, ho, ho. Tis the season and all that shit. Bah humbug. Bye. It's for you, long distance.